0: John likes second, lives in Indiana, you know. Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio. John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo, while Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio. It's the lack of genius podcast in your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus. That's why it's the lack of genius podcast. It's not just John and Kevin today, is it, John? Nope. <laughs> that was John. I'm Kevin. And we, we have a special guest today, a professional athlete. This is our, well, this is our first professional athlete, isn't it? Because technically we had, a, we had a joggler on. We had a guy who plays cornhole, but none of them at the professional level. Our professional athlete for the day is Benny Wishadel. Say hi to Benny, everyone. Woo! Hey, Benny. Good to see you, man. Hi, Benny. Hey, good to see you guys. Do you like going by Benny or Ben?
1: What's your preference? Uh, you know, it's just kind of situational. I and mean, uh... Playful on the field, we'll go by Benny or Benji. If I'm at the workplace, I'm going by Ben because I need people to take me seriously.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, this is not a place of seriousness, so so I'm gonna go with Benny and maybe even Benji now and then, okay? That
1: sounds good.
0: Well, let's introduce what what you are known for, what your professional athleticism is. You are a professional rugby player. You play, uh, I'll, I'll let you fill in the blanks here, but I know you um, have been or are on the roster for our professional rugby team here in Los Angeles, and you also play club teams. What What, what is your experience with rugby?
1: Um, so basically after college, I played football in college. I played like tight end, kind of like slot receiver, running back, a bit of an H-back. And after college, is kind of just like, looking for something to do. I think I played one or two rugby games after my senior season of football and then ended up just like destroying my uh, ankle, like seven ligament tears and like a tib-fib kind of fracture. Uh, it was a new sport and new movements. And I got kind of caught in a situation where I learned from uh very quick what not to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, A few years down the line, I played uh, football in Europe uh, for a year. I played in France. Then after that, I was kind of back home. You know, student loan payments are coming. So I'm like, all right. I need to get a job, and I wanted to play some rugby too. So, kind of got in the circuit out here in Southern California. Started with uh, Los Angeles Rugby Club, ended up changing to Belmont Shore Rugby Club in Long Beach, and just been playing ever since. And I uh, got lucky enough last year to be called up to uh, train with the Gilteenies, and I was out there, and you know, it's uh, it's been an amazing experience. And I got a. Got rostered and everything, got to play a few games, got to play in the Coliseum. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's been great, and we're going into the second season looking to get another championship.
0: Well, dude, I I personally am really happy for you and proud of you and hearing that journey. Benny and I haven't known each other for crazy long, but we've basically known of each other for a long time because our dads worked together. My dad and his dad were the athletic director and assistant athletic director at San Pedro High School, which is Benny's alma mater. I went to the rival high school, Narbonne, but I, I helped uh, my dad on the field all the time. So I know Benny's dad really well, Max. he's a, He's such a great dude. And your dad reached out to my dad and and said, hey, Benny made the Benny made the Giltinis. By the way, LA Giltinis, that's the professional rugby team here in LA. And uh, you guys helped, you did actually through Max, got us tickets to the semifinals and the championship game where we saw the Giltinis win the first ever, uh, was it the first season of Major League Rugby last year or the
1: second yeah, or third was, or something? It was LA's first season. I think it was It's like officially was like the third season. Second one was cut short by COVID.
0: Got it. Got it. Well, so that, that in and of itself may be news to people that there is a professional rugby league in the States, MLR, Major League Rugby. And, um, Ooh, I went to those games and I loved it. And I'm wondering how much that's going to help me in my, in my quiz knowledge. Cause I, ha- I have two games of watching under my belt. I'm curious, John, where, where your rugby knowledge stands right now.
2: Uh, seeing it and passing on TV, and I know for the fact that if I had to choose a sports team to be on my side in a fight, I'd be a rugby team. (laughs) Yeah, well, I do have a question real quick What's a guiltini?
1: Uh, it's a martini. Mm -hmm. The name is based off our, our owner's last name, Gilchrist Adam Gilchrist, uh, owner of F45 Gym out in Australia. Guys, um, awesome, fun dude. But he kind of popped into the league. He has also the Gilgronies. They're uh, um, they're in Austin, Texas, and they have like live bands, and they're playing uh-huh. right on the field. It's just like an absolute like it's been um, just really fun what he's been kind of doing for rugby in America. But yeah, Gilgronies, not sure what it is. Hopefully, there's Jen in it.
0: Um. (laughs) (laughs) it'll be fun to see a gill battle hopefully that'd be a great matchup to see and my favorite thing about the guiltinis is their color scheme which is a pink and like a powder blue and then they have they they mix it with either black or white and i love that there's this ownership of sort of masculinity behind the color pink you guys you guys rock it you guys own it for sure
1: yeah those are my favorite jerseys for sure i love the pink ones (laughs)
0: time to take a quiz or two like a genius podcast doing this for you you may fail but it ain't no lie baby it's quiz time don't really want this quiz to be tough I just want to pass one because I failed enough myself Benny Wishadel, you've been nice enough to uh, to put a quiz together for us, mm-hmm. and man, I'm just gonna hand the reins over to you. If you wanna, we got five questions. We're gonna see how this goes. I ha- John looked ahead, I did not, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I that mean, it doesn't a-
2: have the actual <laughs> answers on it.
0: No, I'm just joking. I'm just messing. But I I've been to two professional rugby games, so that kind of evens out the playing yeah, field, I, I, I suppose. All right, what do we got then? All right, so first
1: off, rugby, kind of like a soccer match, except it's 80 minutes, there's 15 positions, and zero protection. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, it's a pretty violent sport. We're just going to kind of go over the rules uh, and some of the concepts of it, obviously, just to get people filled in. Yeah. Um, So, obviously, within uh, kind of like an American football team, we're divided into, like, different types of players. You have your skill positions in football, then you have, like, your bigs. Now, our first question for a rugby team, Uh, What two categories are the teams divided into? Is it A, the kickers and passers? B, backs and forwards? C, throwers and strikers? Or D drunks and soon to be drunks.
2: <laughs> I, I think if it was Kevin and I playing, it would be D.
0: Yeah, we'd be the drunks. Well, I don't. We would probably switch every game, which role we'd be. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent quiz already, man. You're one for yeah. one on your on your question writing, John. What are you thinking? We got kickers and passers, backs and forwards, throwers and strikers, or drunks and soon to be drunks.
2: I feel like rugby is a very European game. I, I mean I'm not sure where it originated, but I know it was not the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, throwers and strikers seems a very English way of putting things. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with that.
0: That's gonna be your logic. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna go with backs and forwards. I kind of have a visual from watching, from seeing the game, and kind of kind of getting a sense of that. But yeah, I'm gonna choose B back backs and forwards.
1: How do we do? Well, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, John, yeah, threw in some uh, soccer language a little bit, um, <laughs> just to trying to get something in the general concept. But, uh, Evan, you're right, it is split off into backs and forwards.
0: That's for me then. All right, John, good try, though.
1: <laughs> so, just to give you some context, so uh, with rugby, so we have our restarts. It's kind of like uh, in football when you have, like, the start of a possession. So, uh-huh. Um, often in rugby, we have a scrum. That's when you'll see all the guys kind of bind together. Yeah. You know, the guys in that scrum are called the forwards. Um, so those are your bigs, uh, typically like that's where I play. I play at, um, like flanker, eight man, six man, every position is, has like a number and kind of a name associated with it. Wow. Uh, I'm not going to go into it too much because we're going to get <laughs> some of those, Okay. Um, but yeah, you just have, you have your number. So that's going to be one through eight are going to be your forwards, kind of bigger guys. And then you have um, your back line and that's going to be more of the kind of nimble, like skill positions, kind of a mix between like, uh, like the receivers kind of running back type that are like shifty, good tacklers, um, but just a little bit quicker. Cause those are you guys that the forwards want to be setting up to be able to score forwards just kind of do all the dirty work do all the hard stuff and the backs come out with uh, their hair gel and fancy
0: footwork. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you, you get all the bruises and they get all the, they get all the scores. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing when I was watching the game, the scrums, because there were, there were quite a few of them. It happens very frequently. And sometimes I just imagine like, is, does anybody in there get to the point where they're like, oh man, I got to go do this again. Oh God, here we go again. I'm sure there's a little bit of that, but I bet the adrenaline and just, you're just focused on your goal that you just do it. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, everything, you just kind of have a goal within every phase play. So it's like life, I have to go to work. Well, what do I got to do to go to work to make it yeah. seem like I want to do this, right? Yeah. Um, same as rugby, you're getting in that scrum, you just have, you know, the few things that you want to focus on. But generally, MLR kind of wants to see us just getting the ball out and getting it to the fancy backs who are going to... Start the face play, hands, footwork, and all that fun stuff.
2: So, I mean, I know like there's no protection on the players. Are injuries just as bad in rugby as it is in American football? Or is it less because you're not wearing protection and you're a little bit more careful? Or
1: I'd say football is just a little bit more reckless. Uh, you're dressed in the armor you know, and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about, you know, I played safety and linebacker and things in football. And I know once you see that person running across the field, you're just squaring them up and you're like, I don't even have to de- decelerate. I'm just going to go through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, where in rugby, you need to like actually wrap them. You need to you know, hit them in a certain position. And you also don't want to get your head involved because there's a few little places <laughs> over here that are little triggers for going lights out. Uh. Uh, I would say football is actually worse, at least injury wise, um, you know, yeah. for running backs, linebackers, you're always jamming your head and stuff. I was one of those guys. that's like you're going for a block. You give a you know, you're using your hips and feet, but you're also finishing with your face a little bit um, at times. Whereas rugby you kind of just don't want to do that because uh, you like your I mean, maybe you don't like your, face, <laughs> but you like
0: your orbital bone or, you know, your right. jaw. You got a you got a great face, Benny. So I'm I'm, I'm glad to see you protected yours. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: really, but uh, the scar, you can't really see the scars, I guess, on here. But <laughs>
0: it's too low of resolution on the camera. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good question, John. And great first question for the quiz. Uh, <laughs> where I'm one for one. John is zero for one. Let's uh, let's go on to number two. All right. So um,
1: rugby is broken off. We don't have rules, so we have laws. Oh. And, um, obviously you want to be a gentleman. You're not just going to be an absolutely savage breaking the laws, but you do kind of want to get away with it, you know, as subtly as possible. Mm. But we do have some different uh, laws when it comes to rugby. And I just want to go over. So what is the most basic law of rugby union? Mm. So is it a, that players are not allowed to go out of bounds at any time? B, no player may pass the ball forward. C, no big players may kick the ball. <laughs> or B, there must be 15 players on the field at all times.
0: Oh, great choices. Oh, my gosh. John, would you be mad if you were playing? Because you'd be a big player, and I know you'd probably want to kick that
2: ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, assuming that's the correct answer.
0: Exactly, yeah. So I guess, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll find out. Uh, what are you thinking, John? I'm thinking B. Because
2: and what little I have seen, I've never seen him go forward. It's always been lateral or back.
0: Yeah, I do know that to be true. And I think about like, well, yeah, if you go out of bounds, I believe it's a turnover, but technically you you can go out of bounds.
2: I mean, it could be kind of like with soccer, where as long as the ball doesn't go out, then it's okay.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I'm I'm with you, John. I'm pretty sure if I had to take a stab at this without even having these choices, I probably would say you can't pass the ball forward. So yeah, I'm going to choose B as well.
1: Uh, yeah, both you guys are correct. So, All right, well, go us. You may not pass the ball forward. Um, so that's one the m- most basic law. The one way you can advance the ball is through kicking it forward.
0: Got it. Yes. Um, and
1: kind of like in soccer, you have to you have your team has to be onside, so you can't have a person mm-hmm. ten meters in front of you. Then you kick it, and he catches it. He has to be behind the kicker. Um, you'll see some guys just kind of really skilled guys will be able to kick kind of like a lobbing, um, like a pass to somebody who's running onto the ball. But generally, it's passing everything backwards. It's a little tricky, though, because in rugby, you have your, your velocity of, like, how you're running, and you're trying to pass it backwards. But we yeah. have both of them are, like, if you're both moving here and you pass the ball, the ball is still going to, I don't know if I could see that forward, like right. both move forward. Um, so we have some uh, refs on the side that are kind of judging you know, the ball if it's a forward pass. Basically, they're, what they're looking for is making sure, like, your wrists aren't pointed forward. That's kind mm. of like a yeah, trigger if you're getting rid of the ball and it's anywhere like in front of you, they're going to be like, all right, forward pass. Um, But it's kind of, yeah, it's a tough rule. Uh, It's probably that most people cry about on the field. (laughs) That's Uh, what I was
2: going to ask. Yeah, I bet they do. It's probably similar to offsides in soccer.
1: Yeah. um, But you know, the ref will call it and stop play. um, If he sees a forward pass at any time.
0: Cool, man. Cool. Well, yeah. uh, yeah, All right. I'm glad we both got that one right. So I'm two for two. John's one for two. Uh, We'll, we'll move on to number three. All right, so this
1: gives a kind of segue from our last point. So once we do um, get into that phase play and going through hands, now we have when a knock on occurs, which is when a a player drops the ball forward onto the ground, the gameplay restarts with what? Does it start with a line out, a kick, a scrum, or a quick tap of the ball?
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, so a knock-on is when uh, the person who has the ball drops it going forward. Yeah. Okay, so then what happens to restart the game?
2: I think it's C. You think it's a scrum? scrum. Yeah. But you've been to more games than I have. I know, so, I mean. that,
0: that, would be, that would be my best guess as well. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to visualize it. Yeah, I think it's a scrum, but what, I, what I'm not sure of is like, I guess this will be what will get answered. Like, what happens with the ball? Does one team have the ball? Does it drop in the middle almost like a, like a hockey puck in, in hockey? But I'm also going to choose scrum. I'm choosing C.
1: Yes, that is right. Um, right. It is a scrum. <laughs> it's not a dead ball like right away. Okay, And we'll get into that in our next question. But once the ball is on the floor, it's an automatic turnover. So if someone drops the ball forward, it's an automatic restart. And you go to your scrum, which is basically the restart. You have all the bigs latching together and getting into phase play. Now we have also another uh, phase. of restart is also a line out. And you'll see that when we have the person throwing in the ball and you have those two jumpers going up with the opposite teams. Oh.
0: Yeah. They literally, um, somebody literally lifts their own teammate up, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. I love seeing that. And they throw it in and then they try and then they battle it out to try to catch the ball, basically. Yeah. You're
1: trying to get the, I mean, different parts, but trying to get the ball off the top to one of your players that is going to be passing the ball towards the backs.
0: Yeah. You know, I will say that's one of my favorite things and and why I'd highly recommend if anyone listening finds that they have a local rugby team, whether it be club or professional, just because... You're gonna see things on a field that you really don't see anywhere else. You know, there's there's similarities, but the the the, ra- the jumping in the air on the on the lineouts and the scrums and the the bodies hitting like, it's uh it's something really to take in when you're in person. Um, all right, should we jump into number four then? Yeah. All right. Where uh, right now I'm two for three, John. or I'm three for three. John is two for 3 mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. All right. So now we
1: have uh, when a referee holds one hand outstretched towards a team during live play. He is signaling that this team has what? So it's going to look like, you can't really see me, but he's going to have his arm stretched out like this, and he's going to be pointing one okay. direction. What okay. is he signaling? A, that this team committed a penalty, B, advantage, C, too many players on the field, or D, an injured player?
0: Interesting. All right, so the ref has his outstretched hand pointing towards one team. That's tough. I, my my Ugh. gut is saying go with committed a penalty, but I could really see it being either. And I'm not entirely sure what advantage means. So it's like, ooh, right. that's like a wild card. I'm going to choose committed a penalty.
2: Oh, uh, and I was thinking advantage, so. You're going to go for it? Yeah, and you got yep. you probably want
0: to try to gain some ground, so probably a good strategy. All right, what do we got?
1: All right, John, you are correct. John got <laughs> it! Oh, and that's for me. Okay. Right. So, yes, it's it's signaling an advantage, which basically means there has been a penalty and... Advantage is uh, basically the ref kind of signals who has advantage and allows the play to play out until, you know, maybe there's another penalty to where he will blow the the whistle, the game like dead and there'll be a restart. So, for example, with our last question we had during a knock on, you have a player that knocks the ball forward, um, but the other team could still hop on top of it and scoop it up and score. So they have the advantage at that point. The ref will signal towards them. They have advantage, give them about I'm not sure how long, I'd say probably 10 seconds of advantage to be able to kind of play. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, I think, one of the most confusing parts for like new rugby eyes. Uh, yeah, like, viewers, uh-huh. It's, um the ref just seems to blow the whistle at like a random time of the game and, <laughs> and stop. And everyone's like, what the heck happened? So it's a very um kind of, it's a sport where you, yes, you're watching the player, but you want to be looking at the ref signals a lot too. You know, he'll signal, you have know, plenty of
0: signals for, you know, signaling like a try, Oh yeah, what's a try again? Because that happens. That happens. That's a score, basically, right? Yep. Yes, that took me a second to figure out when Yeah. I was watching the game.
1: <laughs> basically, I think what that means is you get to try for a kick for the, okay for your extra points, um, and that's another thing that's a little bit different than American football. You don't just um, cross an imaginary plane of line; you actually have to ground the ball down.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. It's not so just it has- crossing the plane.
1: Cool. Yeah, touch the ball down in a controlled manner. So you can't like let the ball slip out, then hit the floor. It has to be like a perfect grounding. Got it. And then what's interesting about rugby is wherever you ground the ball in rugby, you have you kick from that same point on the field. So, um, let's say in, uh, American football, you have the guys always di- diving for the pylon. Yeah. 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 So in rugby, if you are hitting the ball down in like that corner for a try, you're actually kicking, trying to kick through the posts from that like left side that left hash mark hash from way
0: out way out wide i see so if you're like wide open and going to score easily then you'd be you'd want to run towards the middle of the end zone or whatever and ground it there mm-hmm. oh fascinating <laughs> and and so what how much how many points do you get for a for a try and then how much do you get for the kick so a try is five points kick is two okay and then is there, is there another way to score without, so, oh, I haven't looked at the last question yet, but is there, is there like a, almost like the equivalent of a field goal? Yeah.
1: Okay. And then you can kick for points as well. So let's say uh, there is a penalty and you're, you know, 15 meters out because in, in rugby too, as soon as you score, you actually get the ball back.
0: Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a huge advantage. Yep. Okay. Ra- random question that's been on my mind. Cause I know we're on screen here. John, John is six foot seven, right? John. Yeah. Where would he be playing on the field?
1: Oh, man. Six foot seven. That's some good size. He would probably be a lock, and you'd be one of those guys that. Or you'd be in the front row, depending on how easy you are to lift. (laughs) How easy are you to lift? Uh, Not easy. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I, I suppose if you can lift, you know, 350, 375, then easy. But
1: You'd be front row. And uh, those are basically the guys that are in the front of the scrum. There's going to be three in the front kind of latching together. And then you Mm -hmm. have everybody else setting up behind them. You have another four behind them and then another one in the back. I think you'd just be in the front row. Um, Your height would be really good for those lifters that are jumping up during a line out to kind of go and pat it on your side.
0: I think that would Um, be our specialty, John, is I'd be the guy that you lift up. (laughs) You just haul me in the air and I'd go catch the ball
2: just throw you up there yeah just launch me
0: well uh dude we're moving right along we're we're coming into the last question and we're tied right John three for four yep oh my goodness this couldn't this couldn't be going better all right you ready to you ready to give us our last question here yes let's do it
1: all right so um as I said some of the players so we have numbers so front row is gonna be one through three. Um, I play like six, seven, and eight, okay. but we also have names for it. So I t- let you know there's like the prop and rugby. Um, there's a hooker. All right. Uh, next question is a hooker is responsible for what duties during a game? Is it a making sure the b- match ball is deflated to the correct PSI <laughs> B first player to pass the ball out of scrum and kicking duties, ah. C kicking duty duties during phase play and deep coverage on defense oh. or D Throwing the ball in during lineouts and middleman in scrums. Oh my goodness! So
2: I, I want to say really the name for A should be not Brady.
0: Yeah, exactly. Making sure the <laughs> so Brady ha- if if it is A then Brady had a Brady had a hooker uh, every day on the on, on the field for him.
2: <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, I guess if it was deflating to what Brady inflated to not Brady's PSI. The correct psi. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> Let me, let me read these through one more time for us and for the audience. So um, a hooker, what is the hooker's responsibilities, duties during the game? Making sure the ball, the match ball is deflated to the correct PSI. B is first player to pass the ball at a scrum and all kicking duties. C is kicking duties during phase play and deep coverage on defense. And D is throwing the ball in during lineouts and middleman in scrums. Wow. So yeah, dual duty. What you 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 think you got something, John? I think I know what I want to pick.
2: I'm just gonna guess with D.
0: Okay, well, I think it's, the ball in. I am picking something different, though. That, though I am worried that that's gonna be right, but I want to see one of us win. <laughs> so, because I want I, I, I want to go with. Oh
2: gosh. It's okay to tie, Kevin. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to choose D originally, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I said because the deep coverage on defense is what got me. The kicking scares me a little bit, but C is kicking duties during phase play and deep coverage on defense. I'm going to choose that one.
1: All right. So the correct answer for that is going to be D John. You are correct. John
0: with the comeback. Uh, all right. So the hooker.
1: So let's talk about hookers.
0: Okay. Uh, they hook the ball.
1: They, uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I got to say, they're probably one of the most skilled players on the team. Okay. Usually a a bit shorter in stature, but very mobile and um, skilled with their hands and sometimes feet. Mm. Um, They definitely get into the hardest positions during the game because in that scrum, so you have those front three, like John had mentioned, you'd be a prop, those front three binding together. So the hooker is like that middleman. And what he's doing, I don't know if I could like show this with my fingers, but <laughs> the hooker actually has one leg outstretched and he's trying to hook the ball back towards his team. And they're literally using
0: their leg to do that every time.
1: Yeah. So they're kind of crouch, their feet are a little, uh, pretty narrow and they crouch forward really low position and they're having to like hold their weight basically, you know, uh, hold the weight of the scrum on them, everybody pushing behind them and the other team pushing into them. Oh my goodness. And then they get their leg free enough to be able to hook the ball back towards their eight man, who's the last person in the scrum, who will either grab the ball and run it out, or the eight man could also kind of just keep it in play and allow um the nine, which is basically uh an equivalent of like a quarterback in rugby to mm. get it out and throw, use his hands to get it out to the backs.
0: Okay, got it, got it. And so essentially the the three that are locked, it's a scrum, right? The three that are locked in are just trying to create enough space for the hooker to get the get the leg in without too much trouble. So it's even if you're just moving the other side a couple of inches it's, or centimeters since it's European, then uh, you're creating space for him basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, there isn't much space in that actual scrum. <laughs> so the hooker is like the middleman between those three, okay. but they're just trying to stay low enough and strong enough to not be pushed over so that the other team could hook it back to their side. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: So does rugby have plays like the, like football does, or is it just kind of a, you've, you've got drills and you know, you practice throwing the ball back and forth, but in general, it's just more of a very reactionary versus a planned thing
1: yeah uh football is a lot more rote but i mean at least in the nfl you know you have a lot of replays uh when i was playing in college we had one coach who's just like everything you're, you're going here on this on blue 568 you have to run your drag or or whatever and mm-hmm. it's just like not much thinking you're just kind of taking orders um where with rugby it's a kind of up in the air because someone might might not be in position but we know the general flow of the game and where we right. want the ball to At least for the teams that I've played for, you're calling, you know, a a phase play that's maybe like three or four plays in advance to know like where everybody's going to go. And then um, during the game, you're just kind of reading it and seeing what opens up. So it's kind of a specifics and then also like also ad lib, like figuring out, okay, where do I need to go? Um, What is important now? Because you don't want to lose possession.
0: And, you know, the, you could probably make, I'm sure you could make this argument for any sport, but it seems like with rugby, you really have to know and trust your teammates. It, it, you seem like, it seems like you really have to have a, I don't know, you have to be in sync with one another. Is there, is there a strong bond among teammates? Like what's the, uh, what's the locker room like? How would you describe that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh rugby more so than football. Because in football, you have your different positions. You have the offensive linemen, you know, you have the linebackers and everybody's always kind of like split up into their own specifics and then you come together during the game. But rugby, we're all you always depend everybody depends on everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, creating that bond and like knowing players and you want to know like their habits. You want to like really get to know them, like where they're even from. And uh mm-hmm. it's it's really big. Um to just like know the people around you and like be, have a bond with them because it's kind of like a drama. It's like life sped up like super quick. Mm. And you know, there's gonna be uh, people breaking laws and there's gonna be chaotic stuff happening, and you have to be able to react to a situation to be able to keep the ball on your side and keep you uh, moving forward. And, uh, with rugby, it's, I think the bond is, it's, it's so much more important than any, any sport that I've played, you know, basketball is a little bit more individual. You can get away, you know, it's LA Lakers. You can be, get away with playing as a, as an individual until the Suns or the Spurs come through and, sw- and, you know, or mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks and like yeah. whatever, 2011 or whatever yeah. that came through working as a team, <laughs> yep. um, to take you out. Rugby's not too much, at least in 15s is, uh, what we're playing here. It's not too much of an individual sport because as soon as you go off on your own, you're a bit vulnerable. Yeah. Because then you're just off on your own. The other team could uh, get over you and uh, and make you turn the ball over. It's almost sometimes you want to let a guy go through that, you know, will play like an individual because then you could just grab the ball from him.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's one thing I really appreciated. There was very little ego on that field. It was never like, I, you know, I scored the touchdown and all I should be on me. And touchdown football, you know, I scored the try, all I should be on me. It was a team thing Everything you guys celebrate as a team. And then the other thing is that the the sportsmanship between the two teams where, you know, my understanding and from what I saw was like, yeah, you're going to beat the crap out of each other on that field. But once the game's over, you guys are hugging and shaking hands and and it's like you went to battle together.
1: Yeah, so rugby is a huge, uh, like, Like just a cultural sport too, where you have, um, you know, something that drew me to the sport is like the culture. So I've played on teams. You guys have from, uh, have guys from like Fiji, Zimbabwe, Samoa, South Africa, Mm. Europe, America, and Canada. Amazing. Amazing. All on the same team, wow. you're playing the same sport. And it's really important to kind of like learn about each other. Everybody kind of knows each, each other because it's such like a small, at least in the U.S., it's such a small sport that you kind of like bond together and you really mm-hmm. want to get to know each other because like you're out here. Um, and then after after match, you uh, drink with each other. You drink some beers, the home team hosts the other. Wow. Um, so you give them beer and you also feed them. <laughs> and uh, beer, beer,
0: beer and food, man. That's all the peace offering you need in this world. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, you know, it's it's really nice going somewhere and uh, and beating a team and drinking all their beer. Yeah, you I know? Bet, I bet. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: have a few extras here. <laughs> hey, do, yeah. do
2: you ever go like you know you you go and you play against someone they they feed you give you beer and then the next time you're like you know what that, that was really good food I'm gonna go a little bit easier on. You, <laughs> <next time." laughs> you No.
0: <know, laughs> Dang, that steak was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind
1: of like the opposite. Like if a team has like gives you like two beers and crummy food, you're just like, dude, I'm gonna kick your ass so hard. I bet. <laughs> I bet. But uh, definitely, kind of you. You know, you want to carry your weight because it really shows like what kind of club you are mm-hmm. um, by what you could do for the other team. Mm-hmm. and um there's definitely uh you know playing in club rugby out here you know everybody's fighting for to get uh, sponsorships and uh with belmont shore rugby you can check them out on instagram too because we play locally in los angeles based out of uh, long beach but also playing santa monica san diego oceanside cool. uh, but you want to make sure that you're like hosting the team properly and like you're you're getting them beer and you're um you're feeding them and you're actually able to kind of just like bond with each mm-hmm. other because a lot of these guys have played with each other and now playing against each other. And it's really important to just kind of be able to, you know, with, uh, with football, you know, you see the dramatic, like, Oh, I hate this guy. It's kind of like how yeah. MMA is transforming into like the whole Conor McGregor attitude. Like, Oh, I hate his guts. He's as, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm talking about his wife. It's like, you do that in rugby. Like, <laughs> dude,
0: Yeah. good, good luck.
1: <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Um, you got to, you got to drop the ego a bit and, uh, because there's, you're going to be vulnerable at some point.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I like something you said earlier where you kind of, you kind of made it a uh, rugby's kind of a metaphor for life and there's, you know, there's vengeance and there's, there's honor and there's respect <laughs> and things go well and things go wrong, but you guys work together and that's, uh, you know, that's really cool to hear. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I haven't been uh, to a a Belmont Shores rugby club match yet, and I'd love to make it out to one. I'm sure you guys put on a great show. I can only attest to the Giltini's experience, which the the team really seems to have. I mean, I'm wearing literally a free shirt I got from the game because they they wanted everybody pumped up, you know, like <laughs> they, they take care of their fans and... I just would highly recommend checking out, you know, finding, finding local rugby for you. I, I, you know, I want to be respectful of your time, Benny, but uh, maybe one last question is, is how is this sport going to grow? Is there youth sports? Is it uh, getting more eyes on it through professional rugby, all of the above? What do you see?
1: Yeah. um, I think uh, when I started rugby out here, there was no professional rugby, but there's always like kind of talks. There's another league that started, I think around like 2014, um, that eventually went bankrupt Um, but we, you know, we wanted a team in LA and I always kind of had in the back of my head, like, man, I'm just going to like, there's going to eventually be a pro team out here, Mm -hmm. but you know, you don't have it. you need, you know, you need those, that grassroots level where you have the club rugby, you have youth coming in, you have a, there's like a a pathway for these, for the athletes to go through Mm -hmm. and everything's set. Everybody and their mother wants a kid playing football or soccer, Mm -hmm. baseball, basketball, um, but now we're starting to see a lot more rugby kind of pop up around in like high school sports uh, and youth sports too. And you know, probably about Belmont Shore. Like I would highly recommend you know, our youth program because we just have so many players. It's such a great community. It's the culture is very like Polynesian va- based where we have some great coaches, but it's also mentors that are out there. Mm. And, you know, mentoring these kids to, you know, don't be, uh, you know, it's the <laughs> kind of number one rule is like no dickheads. That's <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that, and it's, it's, uh, two words, but it it means so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'll, you'll get a, you know, taste of like the kind of mana philosophy and, uh, playing for your teammates. Because when it comes down to it, like with rugby, uh, it's not about you. It's like the, the guy with the highest status on the team is honestly the the person that does the most for their teammates. Wow. It's not about, you know, someone could go in and, uh, score, you know, five tries, but, you know, there's someone setting them up. There's a bit of a butterfly effect in rugby that, you know, it's hard to see just as a as a new watcher, but there's guys that are doing little cheeky things mm-hmm. um, to be able to set someone else up to score, and I think that's a kind of before and a foreign concept for Americans to see. Like, yeah, it's not all about you. You know, it's right. it's about all of us, and uh, that's another thing that's like keeps me drawn in because you know you want to see people around you doing good. You want to set someone else up, mm-hmm. and um, there's just so many opportunities for it, and it's a uh, it's really fun. You know, and then you then you chat after the game, you drink some beers, you, you know, you thank your buddy. If he set you up pretty good, you know, you, you're buying him a beer. Um, <laughs> if funny. the other team beat you, you're buying them a beer, wow. you know, yeah. and uh, you're kind of giving the kudos to him. That's great.
2: I mean, I, I want, I wonder if it's going to start growing, like if the message can get out there kind of like to my question towards the beginning, you know, is it, potentially safer than football. There's been talks about, you know, colleges and, you know, not putting as much money into fo- football programs and stuff. And so maybe if the message is kind of, you know, rugby is a little bit safer, you know, there's less of those traumatic injuries, maybe get the money funneled in the rugby programs. Yeah. And also I, I happen to take a look at the major league rugby teams. Mm-hmm. There are none in the Midwest. Oh. So Ben, um, I have a challenge for you. <laughs> Talk to your owner and see if he wants to have a third team. Yes. Somewhere, you know, Indy, Chicago, Ohio, somewhere. Chicago would be awesome. But, like the closest one is Toronto. Oh, that's, and that's an eight team. hour drive. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, from the looks of it, it looks like Chicago might be having a team next year. I want to say. Cool. Okay. Uh, for the 2023 season. So, but yeah, Midwest is a huge, is like kind of the next frontier. Yeah. Um, problem
0: is no one really wants to live out there, you know? <laughs> well, that, that is what I was thinking. You talk about a lot of people coming over from New Zealand, Australia, Europe. Right. They're probably coming to the coast. They're probably coming to the West mm-hmm. Coast and not a lot of people go into Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> you know I, know, I know you're not meaning Muncie, but like... I think we're doing our part today for two things. We're getting we're getting uh, the campaign for Indiana involved more in mm-hmm. the sports world, and we're we're spreading the joy of rugby. I would love to see this sport grow. And uh, and Ben, man, you've been such a great ambassador for the sport of rugby and for your various yeah. teams. And you've been a gentleman. And man, we appreciate the knowledge that you've shared with us today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure uh, coming on with you guys, and I love seeing you at the game. I, you know, yeah. I you know love seeing people out there that I know. It's uh, it really makes it special. Just you know. You know that's how it kind of happens. Like okay, so my dad's co-worker's son <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: like,
1: <laughs> works for the radio station. He wants you in, and I hear he's stoked. But I'm like, let's go. I I'd love to you know eat something to get away from all the you know get really? away from everything and enjoy yourself. Yeah.
0: Well, Ben, uh, once again, man, appreciate you. Have a great season uh, with your various yeah. teams and uh, keep being such a great ambassador, man. You're really doing a great job mm-hmm. for the sport. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you.
1: Uh, and just to give a, a quick shout out. So for the next home game, yes. uh, we're going to be playing against the Free Jacks on Sunday, the 27th of this month. So that's our opening uh, for the Guiltini's opening match. At the Coliseum, right? At the Coliseum. It's at 3 p.m. Uh, it's not like a football game where it's going to eat up seven hours every day if you go to one. Um, you know, the matches are 80 minutes. Halftime is pretty quick too. So it's a great thing to go to. It's uh, plenty of beer, plenty of fun. Bring your family out because everybody else is.
0: There you go. Thanks for the plug, man. Yeah. Uh, I'll be out there to support you, and I hope our listeners will too and uh, anyone interested in the sport. And, yeah, we'll, John, congrats on your win today. We'll be back <laughs> next week. I'll try to get you then. Then yeah, we'll and, see. Uh, and appreciate you both, man. You guys take care. You too. All right, thanks, guys. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast.
1: So let's talk about hookers.